opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. The American Council of the Blind hired a new membership services coordinator in 2019. Her name is Cindy Van Winkle. Cindy joins us to talk about what she's doing in this role and her very full life supporting the blind community. Hello, Cindy. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. Let's get to know you. Tell us about yourself and how you became blind. Well, I've been blind since birth. They call it optic atrophy. There was no history of blindness in my family. Uh, I had a little bit of vision when I was growing up, but I've been a Braille reader since I was five. And, uh, and I currently have no vision at all. Tell us a little bit more about optic atrophy. I don't know much about it other than uh, my optic nerve did not fully develop and no cause known, and I know nothing more than that. You've been active with ACB for over 30 years. How did you decide to join the organization? Well, a good friend of mine invited me to a a gathering for a recording for the blind newspaper event and ended up starting a local chapter of ACB. And so I kind of got roped into (laughs) joining, supporting him in that venture, was one of nine members and was elected vice president. He ended up moving. And so I became president and the rest is history. And that was in 1986. Wow, that's a long time. Um, What have you done for the organization since becoming membership services coordinator? Uh, In the last six months or so, I have reached out and spoken with the majority of affiliate presidents, state, and special interest. I conducted a fairly intensive and informative survey for elected leaders of our state and special interest affiliates, learned a lot about them, have been learning more by holding some one-on-one conversations with officers, directors, and presidents of some of those affiliates. And subsequently, as I speak with them and learn about them and their needs, I've been making some recommendations and drafting up like many reports that I've been sharing with those leaders for them to use as they wish. I've been speaking with chairs and committees, membership committees of affiliates, and will be attending conventions of some of our state affiliates here in the spring. And um, just have been answering fielding questions from members and Uh, affiliate leaders. And then I uh, have 
put together a posse, uh, is what I call it. And posse like a group. They are providing outreach through sharing and support and engagement. So there's four volunteers that are helping me do outreach to our membership and prospective members. And they've been doing that since the beginning of October. So those are some of the things that I've been doing and then will be uh, on track to help support some of our struggling affiliates uh, rebuild. You mentioned a survey for the special interest affiliates. Talk about that survey. Well, it was not just for special interest affiliates. It was for state and special interest affiliates and for their leaders. And it included things like learning about, do they hold a convention? If so, is it annual? Um, What kind of training would they like to receive? And there were some selections around leadership and membership. It asked about the areas that they felt they needed most help in. And so it might be membership retention, membership uh, recruitment, getting younger members, succession planning. Uh, So just those areas. So learned about areas that, you know, we might be able to help a, a good majority of our member or our affiliates. And then I also gave a report to each president uh, showing them the number of people from their affiliate that took the actual survey and the responses that were given. So they might be able to have a conversation on their board if they so chose. Now, some of the affiliates are, you mentioned are struggling. Why, do you, why is this the case? Well, I mean, I think it's in general, uh, sometimes you have leadership die off, literally. Um, as well as figuratively. Sometimes you have affiliates where they didn't do good succession planning. And so people remain in positions for a long period of time. And eventually, for whatever reason, whether illness, they move, or they die, uh, that that solid rock of a person is no longer there or able to assist an affiliate and they didn't do a good preparation for uh, training future leaders and moving people along. So uh, that is one reason. Another uh, could be that uh, geography uh, is a struggle. You know, they're spread out. They haven't quite figured out how to manage that with keeping good communication going in an affiliate. There could be other reasons, but those are two that come to mind. And then, of course, you know, times have changed and the way that we do things has to change with it. And so if an affiliate is not making some of those changes, uh, they're going to struggle. And so, you know, I see my role as a way to help support affiliates to find those new ways to make those changes to become current and to really find new ways to reach out to their membership as well as prospective members. 
bringing in more members is what ACB needs. Now, let's talk more about some of your past experiences that qualified you for this new job. You've spent most of your adult, all of your adult life working in the blindness field. What have you done to contribute to this special arena? So I worked 21 years in our public schools working with blind children and consequently with their families. Uh, Mainly I taught Braille, but I also taught um, and supported them in advocacy and daily living, Uh, working with kids, preschool through age 21. I served on our state rehabilitation council for six years, three of them as chair of the state rehab council in the state of Washington, where I lived before moving to Minneapolis for this job. I served eight years as president of the Washington Council of the Blind and uh, four years at a time with a four-year pause in between. During that time, we saw growth in our organization. We also continued and strengthened a really good leadership program in the state for our membership. I was president of my local chapter several times, as well as secretary, and I served as president for three years for what is now ACB Families. That's a national, uh, one of our special interest affiliates for ACB. I am currently on the Graduate Council for Guiding Eyes for the Blind where I received my guide dog. And I served for about 11 years on our voter access advisory committee for my county and have served in other leadership roles uh, for my daughters in, in PTA when they were growing up in an organization called Rainbow Girls. I was the uh, chair of the advisory committee And so I think all of those things, uh, not to mention many of the committees I've chaired on a state and national level, prepared me for this, uh, as well as prior to coming here, I worked at the Lighthouse for the Blind Incorporated in Seattle as Development and Community Outreach Coordinator. Were you, um, when you worked with the kids from preschool up until they were adults at age 21, were you a teacher of the visually impaired? I was a paraeducator. Okay. I supported the TVI, although all of my work was one-on-one with students directly. That's great. It sounds like you have a huge amount of professionalism, enthusiasm, and a big heart for the blind community's rights. And I, I, I think these are great attributes. How did you speak out or how were you approached to get the job of membership services coordinator? I heard uh, about this job a couple of years previous. Uh, Kim had talked about that it was uh, Kim Charlson, who was president at the time, had talked about that it was a position that they were hoping to have filled in the near future. 
I didn't know when that would actually end up happening. But I remember going up to her at a life member's reception and saying, when that job comes open, I want to know about it. Um, I saw the same posting that everybody else did when it came across email, read it, saw it was in Minneapolis, kind of put it on the back burner. It, it had until like April the 5th or something like that. And this was at the beginning of March. Um, so I had a while to think before I needed to get an application in if I was going to do so. And just the idea of moving was not overly appealing. And I really wanted, I was hoping I could do it remotely, to be honest. I uh, liked where I lived. Um, and so uh, that was a challenge. But a friend, and somebody I've worked with on one of my national committees wrote me an email and said, Cindy, I really think you should take a look at this position. I think you'd be perfect for it. So I went back. This had been about three weeks later, I guess. I went back and read through the uh, job description and decided I would make a phone call to Eric executive director the next day and just ask some questions and um, he answered my questions and uh, I prayed about what I should do and uh, things were kind of at a place in my life that I thought well you know it would be okay for me to make a move and this is a job I really wanted so I should not let a move stop me from going for something I really believed would be good for me and good for the organization that I'm so passionate about. So that Friday, I sent in all of my uh, documentation, my, my resume, cover letter, and all of that. And the rest is history. And you got the job. I did. Well, so. congratulations. Thank you. Um, you teach people about ACB and how they can be members of ACB. Let's role play here. I'm calling you at the ACB National Office in Minnesota, where you are. You're the membership services coordinator trying to help me. I ask you, what is ACB? The American Council of the Blind is a nonprofit membership organization. We focus a lot on advocacy and uh, supporting our membership, people who are blind throughout the country. And we have state and special interest affiliates. So what state do you live in? California. Well, we have a wonderful organization in California, the California Council of the Blind. And I could provide you contact information for them if you would like to learn more about that state affiliate. Do you happen to be a guide dog user or? No, I'm not. No? Do you read Braille or? I um, read large are print. You large print? Well, we have a wonderful special interest affiliate, CCLVI, Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. And that would be another place that you might find uh, great networking. Um, we have our special interest affiliates range from uh, entrepreneurs, Lions members, 
attorneys, teachers, students, families, people who are aging, people who love Braille or library users, radio amateur enthusiasts, and I know I'm forgetting many, uh, but we have, we have something for everyone, and it's just a really great way to get connected with other people who are blind or have low vision and, um, you know, can be a great resource. Okay. Um, um, how can I get in touch with them? So at this point, uh, I would pull up the information on my computer, uh, which I've turned down for our conversation. Um, and I would pull up that information and I would either ask, offer to give it to you over the phone or I would ask for your contact information and could email you the information for California or the state that you live in as well as for any of the special interest affiliates that you might be interested in. You would also find all of that information on our website at www.acb.org. Okay, thank you very much. Now, let's hang up on this short, dramatized conversation. When are you available to answer questions, support members and their affiliates, and provide all the resources they need? From 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday, Central Standard Time. You're also available outside of those hours, I understand, correct? By appointment. Um, so, obviously, I've been uh, sitting in on membership committee calls and will be presenting on some conference calls in January that happen to be on Sunday nights. I've done them on other nights as well. So I have been sitting in on conference calls weeknights as well as on Sunday nights, but those are all pre-planned uh, for me to join a membership committee or some other call for an affiliate. That's great. Um, so how might our listeners get in touch with you? Well, they can either email me at cvanwinkle, V-A-N-W-I-N-K-L-E, at acb.org, or they can call me directly at 612-345-9036. And, of course, they can call either of the main numbers for the ACB offices and uh, ask to be connected with me. So the 800 number is 1-800-424-8666, and that goes to our Alexandria, Virginia office, or 612-332-3242, which comes to our Minneapolis office. Okay. How might our listeners take on responsible roles and opportunities in ACP? Well, certainly, I think that it's really important to be involved in your local chapter if, you're, if you happen to be in one or near one, or in your state affiliate, if you're able to do that, or special interest affiliate that you're a member of. Find out from them how you can support your affiliate. 
everybody has strengths and skills. And the truth of the matter is your leadership doesn't always know what your strengths and skills are. So I really want to encourage you to share those with your leadership. You see, you might be a really good writer. Maybe you could help with writing articles or help with social media, blog writing. Uh, you might be really good on the phone. So maybe you could help with making phone calls about uh, upcoming meetings or legislation that needs some attention. There are committees locally as well as nationally that might be of interest to you. And so I would encourage you to look on your affiliate website, our national website, and introduce yourself to what the myriad of committees are. And then, of course, ask your leadership uh, if there's room for you on a certain committee or how you might be able to help put yourself out there and become an active member. The more you put into ACB, the more you're going to get out of it. Cindy, you're doing a great job. You're the source for helping people understand and learn how to improve ACB, speak out, and get active. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Debbie Hazelton here, host of The Good Energy Mix and In the Quiet on ACB Radio Interactive. After 12 years and some occasional breaks, The Good Energy Mix is changing time and format. Beginning one hour earlier, at 10 a.m. Eastern each Monday, The Good Energy Mix format is changing to accommodate much of the music that is spiritual yet not suited for the more meditative climate of In the Quiet. So I hope you'll tune in and add your energy to the mix each Monday, the Good Energy Mix at 10 a.m. Eastern. And remember, In the Quiet, each Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
both here on ACB Radio Interactive. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. We are Friends in Art, an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We sing, compose songs and poems, play musical instruments, read and write books, paint pictures, and take photographs. We are playwrights, potters, sculptors, weavers, and storytellers. We are members of the audience and patrons of art museums. We celebrate beauty in all that surrounds us. We are Friends in Art. Join us in the art parlor for stimulating interviews, thoughtful conversations, and the latest art-related information. Coming soon to ACB Radio. ACB. 